That's what I was going to say because you emailed me because I was like, is there anything you want to talk about or struggling with? And you were like, well, you know, how to get people as a trans woman, how to get people not just want to fuck me, but date me. And I'm like, that's "That's not a trans woman problem. That's not a trans woman problem. (laughs) I know. Like, and I used to think... Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Listener question for today. Um, I have a lot of people asking me recently about red flags. Like, he planned our third date before our second date. Is that a red flag? He doesn't want to pay for a ticket to this show we're going to together. Is that a red flag? Is this a red flag? Is that a red flag? And to that, I say, we should be looking for green flags, not red flags. You will find red flags if you look for them, but they may not matter if you stick with them long enough because of their green flags. Yes, there are real red flags like um, he's still married or he cheated on his last four girlfriends or, you know, things like that. You know what a real red flag is. But looking for things to tip you off as to this person not being good enough for you, you're always going to find them. And like I've said before, and I'll say a million times more, people don't typically do what you want them to do or level up their lives until you show them that's what you want and teach them to do it. And they don't accept training and teaching until they have feelings about you. So trying to force someone into being what you want them to be be before there's even any sort of relationship built up isn't going to work. You do need to be clear about you what you want and need, but you don't need to be looking for red flags, red alerts early on. Look for green flags. What do I like about this person? I know I enjoy hanging out with them. What do I like about it? What is working? What is cool about them? What is present in them that I am looking for in a partner? If you can start looking for the good things, they'll feel that. They'll feel that positive intent. They'll feel that you want them to succeed. They're going to live up to it. Their confidence is going to grow and they may fix the so-called red flags all by themselves. But if you're already on the lookout, they're going to feel that too and they're going to shy away and that's when you're not going to hear from them again and you're going to ask me why. So look for green flags, look for the positive. If the red flags are real red flags, they will still be there when it matters. One more tip, unsolicited. Um, I have a show this week, shameless plug, all my single friends, 8.30 p.m. at the Copper Still on Thursday, May 16th. This is for the people who are always asking me, how do I meet people in real life? This is how. It is a really fun comedy show. You don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. You can just write down the people you are interested in and leave it with me. You can also meet me in person. You can come on stage and talk to me. I can analyze you by what your drink preference is. And it's just a good time had by all. We've had engagements. We've had makeouts. We've had friendships. We've had relationships. We've had a good time all around. So look us up, all my single friends, happening this week, Thursday, May 16th, 8.30 p.m. And uh, keep looking for those green flags. Okay. Hello, welcome. I am here with Gina Bloom, who is a transgender stand-up comic that has appeared on Viceland, SiriusXM, and performs comedy throughout the country. She is the host of the podcast, Sweet, The Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture, and you can read more about Gina in AV Club, New York Magazine, and in Bang. Gina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and thank you for listing all 50 of my credits that I gave you. I love, I was like, what else can I say? And I, I was gonna just like improvise, but then I was like, I have to give her all 
all of her credits. All of them. All of them. All of them. You've also been on like a bunch of other cool podcasts. Obviously, this is the coolest one. Obviously. Not that it's a competition. Well, everything has been in preparation for this moment. Thank you so much. That's yeah. what I was hoping you would say. Um, I have done my research because I'm a good podcaster. Mm-hmm. And you, unlike most of my guests, are not someone that I know already. Um, so far, you know, it's a new, new-ish podcast. Gotcha. Sure. So I, I often bring on people that I'm like, I already know your whole history because you text me every time you have a problem. Um, we don't have that relationship, so I'm excited to find out. I'm sure we will after this. We so. will. I can't wait. Let's exchange numbers. Okay, so Gina's here. You are a transgender woman. That is correct. You yeah. are a comic. Yes. You are hot. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad you Just said gonna that. objectify you right off the Please bat. Please do. It's my if favorite it's, thing to do. If hot is the objectification, I do not. I do not object. I, I think not. there's no argument with the hot statement. Well, there's just no argument. I I will not. I was excited because when I listened to the other podcast, they would talk about how hot you are, and I would like look up pictures, but you don't get the full yeah, picture. Yeah. So I was like, how hot is she gonna be? And I'm not disappointed. Well, I am not disappointed in in your compliments so thank you for that no problem so you just you were living in new york i was living in new york past four years yes past four years and you moved here about a month ago to la about a month ago i moved back to la yes i've lived here before and what brought you back here a couple of things so i lived in la uh back from 2007 to 2011 Okay. And I left, and the idea was that I would I would be back in like less than a year. Mm-hmm. And then life kind of conspired for that not to happen. And then four years seems to be your expiration date. Four with years, it's yes. Like a four year, four year, four year. Four years in mm-hmm. Tennessee, and then four oh, years wow. in New York City. I'm right. Yeah, you're right. It's like going to college. Yeah. yeah. I get four years every You do. You have like, a, you're like, all right, I did all my finals. Yeah. I'm ready for the next step. I did my four years, but I was supposed to come back. And then I got laid off from my job in New mm. York City. And I was like, you know, I'm paying 2500 a month for this apartment. That is like a closet and totally. some mice. I've always wanted to move back to LA. I was supposed to be back in LA like in 2012. And I have this severance money that I can yeah. still do whatever I want for a few months. So I was like, I'll just go back to LA. Love severance money. Yeah. Severance mo- I want some severance it, money. It's it's almost all gone. Oh, so okay. it so was time to get a job. Lasted. Yeah. Yes. So how are you finding, how are you adjusting? You lived here before, so it's not as much of a thing, but like. I lived here before, but it was pre-transition. So mm, it was, different. it was very different. The world, LA and the rest of the world is very different as a dude than it is as a woman. It is it is, it is a very different experience, and I've been telling people since I've been back that I, I feel like I'm undercover. Interesting. Like like I'm on 21 Jump Street, like I have, you know, I'm back, but I'm in disguise, and like I understand how like the men out here think, but then I get kind of their bullshit now too, and like that's just men in general, like not like LA men are... Are unique in yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you find, because I hear a lot of, you know, obviously I talk to a lot of people in LA who are like, yeah. LA is the worst place for dating. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm dating's pretty sure just hard. That's everywhere on yeah. the planet. Thank you for confirming that. But it's yes. like, I don't know. It's like, I, like, the, I hear the same kind of like lines and like take me to the same places that my friends and I used to take the women that we dated. And it was like, oh my God, I'm literally just reliving my old life. From, from the female from perspective. From the female perspective, yeah. Wow. And, like, I'm dating all these, like, 
movie guys that aren't Ugh, really yeah. into anything yet. They're just sort of like aspirational movie guys. And that's what I was when I was here. So, <laughs> so they're feeding me the same load of bullshit about how they have deals with like whatever, like Netflix and all this other crap. And like, oh my God, I've heard this story out of my own mouth. <laughs> I have literally told these very same words to people. You're like, I know your deal. I yeah. know your game. You don't have to lie to me. Yeah, I know. I know what amount these words you're saying are bullshit and it's a hundred percent it is a hundred percent bullshit it's bullshit. true yeah i mean but the crazy thing about la is that it is bullshit until it isn't and it, then like the next day something yeah. could happen for yeah, these people and that's the thing and like you know i knew people that were in like sort of the outside of my social circle that but they were kind of in it but not in it mm-hmm. and like they would go on to like direct like the lost world and like but, you gotta be fucking kidding yeah me. like you're like him? Like that guy? That guy? Yeah, no. That it's guy never is, the person you think it's going to be. It's never the person, exactly. It's not like the hardworking, super talented genius. No. It's always like that dude. It's the guy that's actually the cousin of someone famous. Well, that you too, don't really know also. That. What was the different bullshit in New York? Like, since I'm assuming it wasn't a lot of, like, movie guy people, what were they? So New York is just, it's full of bullshit, but, like, everyone is moving really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, New York... Uh, I was in the comedy world, and that became my whole world. So comedians are who I talked to, comedians are who I dated, comedians were just everything that that I dealt with. So it was kind of the same thing, except it was always, I have an audition at SNL, or interesting. I have an audition for The Cellar or something <laughs> right, like that. Right, right, right. No, you interesting. really don't. Yeah. Wow. Just to clarify, you are kind of open on who you date. I am open on who I date. Right. Absolutely. So I heard you say you tend to have more long-term romantic relationships with women. Right. And, but you, you, you let, I was going to say you use men for, but you, you tend to have with men more kind of like quick hookups quick or hookups. one night stands. And it's kind not of out of preference. It's just out of, it's just what, how it is, what I'm getting back. Yeah. You did say that women are better at relationships or men they are not are, good at them. Can you elaborate? Completely better. But not necessarily great either. I I've had two somewhat long term relationships with women mm-hmm. since I came out four years ago and zero with men. I think I dated a guy I, well, I know I dated a guy for three months, but it wasn't, it was more like we were just bored for three months. So you like just kept seeing we each other. We just kept seeing each you, other but, over and okay. over again. But mm-hmm. I dated especially a woman I dated for like a year and a half. And it felt like we were going in a direction toward like a commitment. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had met her kids. She was divorced and we'd spent a lot of time together and we talked about the future and then it didn't really work out. And I haven't got any of that from men. I, I have dated a little bit since I got back here and I found this guy I really liked like maybe a week or so after I got here. And Where do you tend to find the people that you date here? On the apps. And I do that because I want to, you know, I want people to know everything. Like, I'm very upfront yeah. about my my gender presentation. I'm very upfront about, you know, who I date. And I, I don't want to get into a situation where I meet a guy or a woman that I really like and then have to, like, explain to them after the fact, like, the things that are going on. Right. You know, mm-hmm. down there. Like, it would... It, because and it you find it really easier to out. be honest... On an app than if you met someone in a bar and they started hitting on you. Yeah, because it's self-selecting. Like, they know immediately it mm-hmm. says transgender woman on my on my profile. And I don't have... It's no bullshit. I don't have to, like... I don't have to explain to them, like, well, I really like you. I'd love to go back to your place, however, but... Yeah, yeah. And it's Would not, you do that if, if that 
happened if someone came up to you? I have done that. You've done that. Yeah, I have done that. And it's weird because on some occasions I've done that. They're like, well, okay, never mind. Which is, that's harsh. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I one guy I said that to and he's like, yeah, I know. And he got like this really like fucking creepy look on his face. And I was like, like mm-hmm. No, no, I would prefer not to get <laughs> not to get serial no. killed today. Yeah, thank you, okay. thank you very yeah. much. Okay, so, so you're mostly on the apps. So there's a guy that you liked that you met recently on one of the apps. On the apps. Do you find any of the apps better? I always like to ask how people um, find they compare to each other. I would say that um, if you're a woman wanting to meet women, Bumble is pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Um, I find that the women on Tinder tend to be unresponsive, or they tend to be in in like threesome situations mm, which mm-hmm. i'm not opposed to but it's also not who you're gonna date long term not necessarily yeah i am actually dating a couple now too oh cool yeah i, I get around but um <laughs> i love it i love it with men it's a little easier um i've used i've used bumble and i used tinder just the two of them i haven't really messed around with a couple of the other ones i used to be on OkCupid okay because it was the only one that was multi-gender inclusive at the time yeah. for the mm-hmm. longest time but yeah. now that now that Tinder and Bumble have expanded their like repertoire, it's, it's easier for me. One thing I have found on all of the apps, it doesn't matter what app you're on, if you're a woman looking for a man, it's like fish in a barrel. You start swiping right, and it's just every guy swipes on you. Totally. Because they're just playing a numbers game. Yeah. Uh, which I advise people to do. Yeah. I think it's the right technique. Yeah, I think you swipe yeah. yes on like... Three out of five, well, maybe it, four out of five, and then you can look in greater detail and have a conversation. It's just a picture, so yeah, it exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, so it's like every guy that I I swipe right on has already swiped on me. Wow! But you're also uh, very hot, so um, keep that in mind. Yes, yes, well, yes. Thank you. But on Bumble, I get the the premium. So you oh, can you see t- who swiped on you. Oh, I didn't know that was part of the premium. Yeah, that was part of the premium. So what's the advantage of that? Because Bumble, I use Bumble to meet women. I, I do that because of what I mentioned about the threesome thing and that there's a weird tendency among men, doesn't matter what app it is, they list themselves as a woman looking for a woman, so they show up in your search. That is, is fascinating. weird, wow. yeah. So, like, so men will say, I'm a woman looking for women because they want... They want, presumably lesbians or people who prefer, prefer women or are looking to meet women to find them. Yeah, exactly. What? Kind of hubris no is that? No sense at all. But That's like, bullshit. Okay. I'll look on my matches on Bumble, and a third of them are men. And what? Like, what are you doing, dude? When you have, I'm just looking for women. Absolutely. Yeah. Who are you, men? If you are a man who does that, let us know what yeah. the f you're doing. What is that about? What you is have that? To, you have to specifically say that you're a woman looking for a woman to even see my profile. Wow. And they will, and they will still. Not only will They'll they still do be that. There. But they will be like, maybe, maybe she'd be into me just because. Just I mean, because I so guess. Well, you're, yeah, yeah, I guess they're so irresistible. But I feel like everyone with the apps too is kind of like, fuck it, whatever. I say yeah, what I want, yeah. I do what I want. And exactly. I mean, I respect that in a way, but that's just like a really interesting and specific tactic. It's a really weird tactic that I cannot imagine has any success right now. No, I'm sure. Especially because women who see that are like, no. Like, you're, I'm not like, oh, whoops, I didn't know I was looking for a man. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and if, if I wanted a dude on Bumble, I would open dudes up yes, on Bumble. Yes, yes. So what is the advantage of seeing who swiped on you? Is it to avoid the To dudes? avoid that. And also to like, because like I said earlier, that women tend to be a bit more uh, thoughtful mm. in the way they approach me. Mm-hmm. 
I'll actually read the profiles and like do a little bit more work. Mm -hmm. But men, I know that it's going to be pretty rare to find a guy that is into trans women at a relationship level. Mm -hmm. Do you find this is a fine guys that want to fuck? Of course. But obviously, do you find this is a stupid question, but do most of the men that you hook up with or who are interested in you are they straight identifying? Yeah, they... yeah, they're straight okay. identifying for the most part. I've hooked up. Is with that a... what you prefer? I don't have I don't have a problem either way. My bucket list sexual experience is hooking up with two gay men at the same time. I don't think I heard you say that. Hooking up with two gay men at the same time. Two, there are two queer men in a relationship, basically. With each other. Yes. They're okay. in a relationship with each other. And I want to be their unicorn. Still has not happened. I'm sure it can happen. I'm sure it can happen. I'm sure they're out there. If you're out there, let us know. Yeah. We want this. I've had a couple of occasions where they've come close, but then it didn't work out. Can I ask what is bucket listy about that? I, you know, I love men and I, I love intimacy. I have a thing about having short relationships with couples because I, I like being sort of a party to the intimacy it's the threesome thing is kind of is kind of fun but like i i really enjoy like being like in this little inner circle for a little while um, but you don't want to stay there like would you long-term date a couple if it worked out yeah. yeah i'm not i'm pretty realistic about that because generally that's not what they want like mm-hmm. they'll, most couples will bring a third on for like a kind of a short period of time and mm-hmm. then they'll everyone hopefully will just like go on their separate ways. I'm dating a hetero couple right now. When we hook up, we do like Handmaid's Tale threesomes where like the one of us gets tired, one of the women gets gets tired. So basically the guy bangs us and the and like the other one sits above us and holds our hands. Oh. And it's kinda nice. It's kinda nice. Yeah. And yeah, it's kinda creepy because it's like the handmaid's tale, but you know <laughs> it's also, But if you're into that If you're into that, it can be a it can be a nice little bonding experience. So with like Two queer men in a relationship, for one thing, is just visually hot. Yeah. Two really good-looking men that are into each other, making out and going on each other is, I think, is fucking great. And then I also would like to, like, share that intimacy for a little while. It, it's not just, like, I could go on Grinder or whatever mm-hmm. and get, like, two, two dicks. Two dudes, yeah. Anytime I want. Totally. That's not, that's not what I, that's mm-hmm. not the bucket list thing. I want two men already in a relationship that are into each other that just bring me there. Wow. But you find it harder for you to find gay men that are into transgender women? Well, obviously, because they're gay men. And well, they're right. Into, they're into masculinity. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Like, they like penises. I know a lot of, like, like when I was in New York, I knew a lot of men that I thought were gay, and it turned out they were just sort of, like, mostly gay. What's that? They're, like, gay, but sometimes they'll hook up with women a comment a comedian friend of mine says it's like says it's like going to like a restaurant out of your neighborhood like you the woman is a restaurant out of the neighborhood interesting he's like you know sometimes i'll get i'll get hungry for that that restaurant out of the neighborhood but most of the time i'll just stick to my neighborhood and And so have the food there interesting so uh, so those guys probably those guys would be great but not comedians, because hooking up with comedians is, a, is no, no, no. It's a no, no. I was going to say it's, it's absolutely, absolutely. Not. I've done it a couple of times. No, not worth it. Not it sorry, comedians. Yeah. Not not happening. No. Yeah, comedians are their egos are too fragile. I'm so grateful that when I was like really doing stand up, I was in a relationship because I just know I would have slept with so many yeah. horrible ideas. And I just kind of escaped yeah, it. And then I was yeah. single for a bit, but by then I had already figured out. 
what a bad idea it was. So Absolutely. I don't, didn't really dabble in that. Yeah, I had. I remember when I first started getting getting seen in New York, I got a bunch of male comedians point at my DMs, and they were like, "I think you're really hot, and I'd love to get together sometime, but you can never talk about it." <laughs> because, Thanks. Because they don't want because they don't want to be known as as gay. Cause right. They, you know, the, the, they're they're banging the trans lady, and I'm like. <sighs> Sorry, bro. Yeah. It's not going to happen because I am going to talk about it. Yeah. You're yeah. going to tell everyone. I'm going to tell everyone. That's your right. What do you think? I mean, I have some ideas, but what mm-hmm. do you think, since you're confirming that male comedians are a bad idea, maybe they female comedians too, honestly. Female comedians are not as bad, but not still Not as bad, bad but still bad. Why yeah. do you think that is? Why do you think that is? The only functional relationships that I've seen in between comedians are people who are either at wildly different levels of success mm. or people who are are both at the highest level of success. Mm. I think I think comedy is really competitive and it's hard on relationships to to be competing with someone. Totally. Especially if you're at like that level where it feels scarce. Like yes. like comedy and like anything in entertainment. When yeah. you're, when you're at like a lower level, everything feels like it's slipping away from you constantly. Yep. And then you're going to get mad whenever your person yeah. gets something. If you yeah. don't think they're as good as you. Do you think, so do you think comedians are off limits for everyone or just another comedian? I just think it's a bad idea for other comedians. I wouldn't, I would not say that about comedians in general because being one, I would. Right. You want someone to date you. Yeah. I would love to have someone to date. <laughs> that's true. I guess that's fair. I would say in general, I think performers probably shouldn't date each other unless like yeah. you're saying they're both super de duper secure or one of them is like obviously I'm way more successful but it's not about that right exactly but yeah. if it's two people who are trying to come up also because you kind of have to have the like flexibility and mobility to travel and yeah. flirt with people and whatever there's a lot of that yeah, yeah. I, you know and it's I remember my ex-girlfriend would would feel threatened because a um being sort of like down for whatever. I, I hate identifying as pan. It's such a, it's such a oh, yeah. dumb word. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, what does it mean? It means, I, it I means, I mean, uh, it means all. all but... Which I guess is like, it's like a gender neutral way of saying bi, which is great. I'm glad that there's a word that doesn't imply right. a binary. But, yeah, but, I like that. But it's just such a geeky, dumb word. I, I know. So, I remember the first person I ever met who said he was pansexual. It was my freshman year of college at NYU in the yeah. experimental theater wing. And he was like, I'm pansexual. And I immediately hated him and I didn't even know why. But, and it's not because he's pansexual. It was just like the way he like coined himself. I and know. I was like, this and is annoying. You're it's annoying. A, it, it's a word that sounds haughty coming out of your mouth. Right. I, I, I like to, to, I like to follow the example in, in this as in all things of the great Janelle Monet. Please. And she says her sexuality is that she is a down ass motherfucker. Love it. That she's a down ass motherfucker. She's a down ass motherfucker, and I am. I too. love that. Yeah, that's great. I am too. Yes. Yes. We're all down. We're down ass motherfuckers. That's yes. awesome. We should. That should be the thing. We should. That get should replace pansexual. pansexual. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So let's go back to this person yeah. that you currently are somewhat excited about dating. Yeah, I mean, I was somewhat excited about. We're, we haven't talked in a little bit because, on the one hand, he's. He's open to dating uh, trans women, but on the other hand, I kind of got the impression that because because he heard like you know he heard me on the other podcast, he mm-hmm. heard me on Sirius XM, like he kind of got the impression that you know that I'm just gonna like 
initiate him into the world of like exotic sexuality yeah i can see her producer yeah. shaking her head <laughs> over there because once he heard all of the things that i did once he heard all of the exposure that i got out of it you know, all of a sudden he got like he got like this idea that he could just tag along like what does he want he wants me to like invite him to sex parties he wants me to hook him up with with other women and, and like it was just no. like slow down bro yeah dude like, you're not his chauffeur yeah like, no yeah i'm not your I'm not your tour guide. Like, right. Because he's like, he's always like, you know, as, as a single man, it's hard to get into like these really great like circles of like, you know, open people and like, but you obviously just go wherever you want and like, well, that's flattering and true, but doesn't yeah. mean I want to bring you. No, you didn't ask for a plus yeah. one. Do you feel like, because I, my reaction to that is kind of like, if you were uh cisgender straight woman mm-hmm. and the and they found out that you went to sex parties threesomes whatever would it be okay for them to auto- automatically assume that they're going to join in what if you are like yeah i do that because i'm single yeah but exactly. i want to be in a monogamous right, relationship right. so that's kind of it's it's like why would he assume that yeah and i think that a lot of men uh some of the women, but not mostly men, assume that because I'm trans that I will just fuck whoever wants to fuck me. That's far from the truth. Obviously. I spend most of my time telling men no. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Do you want like long-term monogamous? Do you see yourself in a monogamous relationship? Do you I'm see open to the idea. I'm yeah. open to the idea. I'm not, I'm not dying for it. I'm not like getting depressed over the fact that it's not happening. I just get annoyed with men that... Are just and I used to think that this was just because I was trans, but from after living in the world of women for a few years mm-hmm. and talking to a lot of my female friends, it's just fuck boys in general. They just oh yeah, they're just fuck boys. And well, and that's what I was gonna say because you emailed me because I was like, is there anything you want to talk about or struggling yeah. with? And you were like, well, you know how to get people as a trans woman, how to get people not just want to fuck me but date me. And I'm like, that's, that's not a trans that's woman not problem. A trans woman problem. <laughs> no. I know. Like, and I used Sorry. to think. There's like a there's a pretty famous uh, transgender actress Trace Lizette. She's she's drop dead gorgeous, one of the most beautiful people you ever meet uh, or see. I've never met her. She goes on at length about how hard it is to find men that will want to be around her, and she looks like she looks like a person out of science fiction. She's mm. so hot, and she was she was on the show Transparent, and they did an epi- they did like an arc for her where mm-hmm. she dated one of the men, one of the main male characters uh, for an episode or two. And it basically illustrated that point. Like the guy was just down the fuck, but he didn't want to like be in a relationship because of how it might look. So in that, they did make it about her being trans. They did make it about her being trans. And I, I think it's just an extra layer of like, of like fuck boyism to like an extra layer for them to reject you. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. All They're the like, other... well, you understand. Yeah, I you couldn't understand. possibly. I couldn't possibly. No, With that's not what you're here for. My career. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Fuck that those sort people. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. if she can't do it, and oh my God, if she can't do it, then it's like almost, it seems almost impossible. Well, to put it in perspective, yeah. uh, apparently from a headline I read in People while I was waiting for the doctor, um, Charlize Theron has been single for 10 years. And she's like, I'm and just it's... waiting for someone to step up. It's ridiculous. Charlize Theron is like one of the most beautiful people that's ever walked in the planet, and she seems super cool. So I'm like, again, like I, I think it might almost be even harder if you're super hot or beautiful because then it's right. They they don't want to be rejected. They don't think you could possibly want them. You're just gonna find out what a loser they are. 
And they're like, well, but can I just have sex and run away before you find out that I suck? So I think while I'm sure it is an issue of you being a trans woman also, because I'm sure there is that extra layer of fuckboy. It's an extra thing. Totally. But I'm also like, there are plenty of beautiful, amazing, incredible women. I have a lot of them on this podcast who just kind of date guys who aren't ready or they're intimidated or they're, you know, they're just... They can't step up. They don't want to do it, and they don't want anyone to find out they can't do it, so they reject you instead of letting you reject them. Yeah, I guess. And, like, what man wouldn't want, like, a six-foot-tall girlfriend that can lift them over their heads Absolutely. if she wanted to? <laughs> All men secretly want to be lifted oh, up. Exactly. You know, they want to be yes. cuddled. They want to be Little Spoon yeah. deep down inside. Deep down they do. They yes. really do. I little, I Big Spoon my boyfriend, and he's bigger than me, and it's pretty, you know. That totally works. It totally it works. Totally I'm works. very comfortable. If it's... he was Big Spooning me, I would be suffocated and crushed. Yeah. This way I'm giant. like a little thing on his back. <laughs> very comfortable for me (laughs) yeah it's super comfortable anyways okay right so okay what is the game plan what's the game plan with the dude i guess it's kind of in his court at this point i i i have um i've been pretty upfront about who i am and that have you guys slept together yet we made out we hooked up we did some hand stuff and he's a straight identifying straight identifying man here come the red flags love it love it he lives with his with his supposedly ex-wife. They are in the process, or the 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 story's a little hard to follow. He's in the process of getting divorced, or are divorced, and she's not working, so they're staying at she's staying at his place. So we can't date over there. And my roommate had bronchitis. I think she's finally over it. So we couldn't. I couldn't bring him over there to my place. So then we were just sort of like not fucking and then he kind of lost interest and then I said just take me on a date just you know what fuck it like just take me on an actual date and so he's he recommends this restaurant so he lost interest when you brought him back and you were hooking up but you didn't have sex yeah and so but then he still was he was like didn't lose interest like ghosted disappeared lost no. interest like in the moment right and he then lost, you were like let's go on a date to like he seemed to like like cool when like I wasn't completely sexually available at, got like, it any time of the day mm-hmm and then he recommends this restaurant, and I look it up, and it's like pretty much an auto zone. Like it's, what? It's, it's sushi. <laughs> I said, "Take find me a good sushi place," <gasps> and he finds me this cheap sushi place that um, is like right next door to an auto zone in like Van Nuys, California. And I was like, "This is not what I said. I said date. I didn't say." AutoZone. I didn't say AutoZone. No. I didn't say take me to get Although I will say one surprising thing about LA that I have found yeah. is they do have sometimes really nice restaurants and strip malls and bars and, and strip I'm malls. Fine it's with like that. a weird LA thing. Well, because LA's a lot of strip malls. Yeah. So you might be surprised. Sounds like that wasn't the case. But I will say like there are some legit strip yeah. mall spots. No, absolutely. And I actually went to the, to the like I canceled the date and then my roommate and I got take out from the place he was going to take oh just and how see. was it it was not great okay tested it was, it was, tried and tested Love it was it. basically walgreens sushi so Ew. yeah okay so you cancel the dates you were like this isn't what i meant no thank you yeah and so he hasn't called back since and then i started dating this couple and it's not really a dating thing it's just like a hookup thing and they watch me perform comedy so i'm I'm back on the I'm back on the market. I guess I've only mm-hmm. been in LA for like five weeks. So yeah, I'd say I you're killing it really for complain. having just arrived. Yeah. Can I ask what you liked about the AutoZone guy? Um, I liked that he was 
I like that he was tall because I'm tall. And, mm. like, it's, like, I want a guy that is, you know, substantially larger than I am. I just, mm-hmm. It's not a deal breaker, but it's nice. Have you not heard my many rants about the advantage of short guys? I have not, <laughs> but I have been with a few short guys, and, and a lot of them have been great. But, like, from this was just a nice little bonus, and he was, like, artistic and a little geeky, and he was kind of nervous to talk to me, which was flattering. Yeah. So I felt like there was potential there, not just to not just to be a hookup, but mm-hmm. once we started messing around, he just started, the, the douche dial started going mm. up and up and up. Again, got, not a unique thing. Not a unique thing, <laughs> I know. This is not, not a trans thing. No, it's a lady thing. It's a lady thing. Yeah. Okay, so, he was, he was so you like that he was tall, he was sweet, he was geeky. He started douche dialing once he got a boner, but that's yeah. fine because that does can deplete some blood from the brain exactly. with most yeah. men. So they start to get a little dumber yeah. as the night goes on. Okay, anything else you particularly liked about him? Um, yeah, I liked that he was funny, and I liked that you know he he was a musician, so like it was creative but not competitive, and like we could we could you know have like a, a a meeting of like creative people and not feel like we're we're sort of poaching the same like part of the industry. And it felt like there was some there was some potential there. But mostly he just never called back. Like after I after I broke off the date, he just he hasn't called back and it's been like a week, maybe a little more. And it's like if that's it, dude, if that's if that's what it's gonna take for you to lose interest. Right. Then I mean he sounds yeah. like he has a pretty fragile ego probably he probably has a pretty fragile ego. which yeah. with artists you know yes you know yes i would say like if you liked him enough you could reach out again one more time throw the bone i always say I, yeah you i know, consider that i i have considered that but only if you think there's something in it for you yeah i'm gonna continue to consider that continue we'll to consider it i mean it doesn't really you can always try it again and make it clear yeah. what you want and what will work and what will not work. Right. And then he can choose to do it or not. It sounds like his situation's a little complicated at the moment. Absolutely. And which, that might not be something you want to get into. So you could even wait, get your feet wet out here a little mm-hmm. bit more. And six months from now, be like, right. what's Hopefully your sitch? That, do you like, miss me? Ex-wife situation will it's be resolved. Over. Yes. Why is there that? I hear that a lot. Yeah. So what is your, like, what's your game plan now? What's your usual... Have you contacted any people that you dated out here as a man that you would maybe reconsider dating my as ex, a woman? Yeah, no. My ex-girlfriend that I, that I dated when I was out here is, is married and she has a kid now. So that's you know, good for her. Mm-hmm. We're actually friends. So it's like not even a consideration. Um, and then the, the other person that I dated while I was out here is the person that I moved to Tennessee with. And that relationship is never coming back. Mm-hmm. So. And that was a woman also, right? Yes. Okay. Back then I didn't date any, I didn't date anybody but women. I, I did, um, I would occasionally hook up with men, mm-hmm. but like I was still very much in the closet and not really comfortable with that part of my sexuality yet. Can I ask you a personal question? Of course you can. So on the podcast I was listening to, you had mm-hmm. pretty recently started, thanks to some boner pills, getting boners again. Because yes. I never knew this, but when you start, mm-hmm. makes sense, when you start getting all the female hormones, absolutely, you can't yeah. get boners anymore. Whoa. Absolutely. Didn't yeah. know. So then you started. Do you feel like that's changed things? Has that helped things? Oh, yeah. Do you like yeah. it? Do you not like it? I love it. So to give you a little medical background. Yes, please. The typical hormone regimen is female hormones and an androgen blocker. Okay. Um, and the androgen blocker, the testosterone blocker, is the thing that prevents you from getting boners. The, the female hormones 
That's not what they'll, prevents it. They'll take away the sperm count. I can't get anybody pregnant. It would be very unlikely, but I can still perform. There's a doctor in L.A. that specializes in mega estrogen doses that don't require an androgen blocker. Yeah. So you can get the boners. So I switched to his to his treatment. So you're not. So you don't have to take additional. I don't have to take the pills. additional pill. Got it. This is great. So and that's just been recent. Um, that's been like only a couple of weeks ago. So six months down the line, I should be like back to you know my. I shouldn't really need the pills anymore, but I still have them if I do. If you do. And it's not just about like, and I know I mentioned this at, you know, on the other podcast because it was like on my mind at the time. It isn't just about like having like sex with cis women, which mm-hmm. is fucking fun, by the way. But it's also just about feeling good. It's also mm-hmm. about like having like a full sexual response because like it, I didn't have the ability to feel as good as I could have because like most of my like sensitivity was gone away and now I don't now I don't have that problem as much and in six months I shouldn't really have it at all and it's great but the thing about me is that once I get busy with something other than sex I tend not to have sex like it sounds like I'm just like a like a sex machine right yeah, now totally. and, <laughs> and that's true like three months out of the year uh-huh. but it's also just as likely that in six months after I get you know, the full capability of having, like, all of the responsiveness and all of the feeling back that I'll be so into whatever else I'm doing. You mean, like, life stuff? Like, like life job stuff. stuff, or, stuff that's not sex? Or, like, usually it has something to do with, like, my creative stuff. Like, I got fairly successful in New York. I got booked a bunch. I um, was doing three and four shows a night. And sex wasn't a priority. It was, like, I was really into the comedy. And I was totally. really into, like, you know, developing my art and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So mm-hmm. it was, like... I'll probably do the same thing. Like once I get into the LA scene enough, I probably won't want to bang. And yeah. like, I did. I was talking about this on our last episode that mm-hmm. you know it's this kind of interesting thing that happens when you have other things fulfilling in your life. Yeah, that that you're just like I don't need. There's something about because I used to think that I had this crazy sex drive that would never calm down. Right. I think some some of that is true, but some of that was also. I was highly anxious. I was yeah. nervous about life. I needed something to make me feel good about myself, to mm-hmm. make me feel like I accomplished something or like I won something or whatever. So it was like getting people <laughs> to have sex with me or having a lot of sex made me kind of calmed me down, made me Absolutely. feel like I yeah. achieved something. And it gave me somewhere to put my energy when I didn't really know what to do with it in other areas of my life. And I do think both when you're dating and in relationships, a lot of times the anxiety can kind of like concentrate around like, oh, it's the relationship thing, it's yeah, the sex yeah. thing. But it's really that you're not kind of dealing with the other parts of your life. And then ironically, once you do, you also become better at like the dating part. Absolutely. Because you're not yeah. like, this not is what thing. I have today. Right. It's not, it's not an all-consuming <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that once I, once I get once I get like a steady source of income and once I get, you know, fully integrated into the LA comedy community, I, I will probably not be laundry listing you know people that yeah i'm, I'm banging absolutely as not. fun as that is as though. fun as that, that is, is fun and it is a lot of fun but it's like i am i am a you know i i contain multitudes i guess i i have a a, a variety of things that i enjoy so. well and i keep finding myself just because of the people i 
usually talk to or just kind of my business in general wanting to be like, but what do you ultimately want? Like, would this make you happy? Would this, would you be okay with like a monogamous relationship with a cisgender woman with, and it's like, it seems Mm -hmm. that that doesn't really apply to you just like you're kind of like that would be fine that would and that be would fine. also be fine i i dated a cisgender woman and it was great for a little while and i could see myself dating a cisgender man and that could be great mm-hmm. i i've had flirtations i've been on dates with trans men and those are oh, those i was gonna ask great. about yeah. that do, do yeah how does i that haven't go? dated any trans women um would you are you I open would. to that i'm open to that because you're down i'm down ass motherfucker I, the one thing I have, because I've been around so many trans women coming up in my transition that I, I got a little like annoyed, um, hearing the topics of conversation, which were kind of limiting. Mm. That's actually how I got into comedy. Hmm. Um, so for a while I just, trans women weren't even a thing that I would consider because it was like, it was, I had transitioned with a bunch of trans women and like they, that little society had just like kind of turned me off from the idea of dating one. Uh, I would be into it now if I found the right the right lady. I'd be into it if I found the right guy. Actually, trans men are awesome. Yeah, they are. Talk about hot short guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, find totally. A, a hot trans man that has like really worked on his body. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some gorgeous ones out there. I would be totally down with that. That seems like a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you find are trans men on Bumble etc.? They are. They they're a little harder to find just because you know as as rare as trans women are, trans men are even, the numbers are even smaller. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them are, it's a little easier for someone who is assigned female at birth to pass as, as male because testosterone, an additive testosterone really changes your body really quickly. Mm-hmm. Estrogen will only do so much. Interesting. Like I'm kind of blessed because I have like these you facial are features. Hashtag blessed. Yes. Thank High you. cheekbones. Yeah. So I, I kind of thanks to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd be horrified if she if she were alive <laughs> to know that I took her cheekbones and I did um, all kinds of horrible sinful things with them. But um, but maybe she'd be like, wow, maybe. My, my hotness transcends yeah. all. Your hotness, thanks, mom. It your, just your carries right through the line. Exactly, it's amazing. It goes across genders. So you know, there's a lot of like trans men out there that aren't really interested in identifying as trans, and that's fine. That's what totally. So they okay. identify as men. You mean? They may tell you later on that they've that they've transitioned um, once it comes time to you know being intimate, mm-hmm. which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, it's just a matter of like getting out into the community. You know, like it's. They're out there. I went on a date with a few trans men in New York. I haven't yet here in L.A., but I'm definitely open to it. Trans men are great. Um, they're really sensitive boys, and yeah. I, I love their They're great dates. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you think that your getting a lot of estrogen thing makes you different emotionally as well? Like, do you think that's also yeah. part of... I think that the estrogen has calmed me down a lot and it's not that interesting that's not what i thought you were gonna say because everyone's always giving women shit about how emotional we are yeah and i'm emotional in the the way that you know all women are i get i'm you know i'm sensitive and like i and i take things personally a lot more than i used to but i'm not aggressive in the way that that men are and i'm not 
competitive. I'm communal, and I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone mm-hmm. to succeed, and I mm-hmm. think we can all do what we want. Um, and I know not every cisgender woman is like that. I've met plenty of women, um, cisgender, transgender, whatever, that are competitive assholes. Sure, of course. They're, 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 they're everywhere. Yeah, they're it's, everywhere. Yes. But I think that I think that the estrogen has, has really like calmed me down and has allowed me to slow down and just be happy for other people. That's lovely. That's what I think. Do you think that it's made you, just because, because we're talking about the fuck boy thing, yeah. do you think it's made you less of a fuck boy yourself? Like if you were like, yeah. you know, like, are you more like, why don't people want to date me because you're having more estrogen like emotion and sensitivity or is it just like where you are in your life or at some point everyone is kind of like ready for a relationship yeah i think i I think that's part of it you know and i was in relationships i was in a five-year relationship and a two-year relationship so like i'm kind of used to the idea of relationships at this point Mm -hmm. i've had i've had a lot of them in the past 10 years um not not a lot but i've spent a lot of time in relationships Mm -hmm. in the past 10 years so i think my my brain is like is is okay with the idea i don't feel like i used to like and being in a relationship would detract from my ability to be successful. Gotcha. I don't I don't have that sort of like binary thinking anymore. Do you feel after a hookup or something, do you feel that same kind of because I talk about the sum of like one of the reasons I encourage people to wait on sex is not out of game playing or like yeah. be hard to get or like why buy the cow or whatever, but more because sex does produce like bonding chemicals mm-hmm. in us. And then we're more likely to either like someone more than we would have because the sex was good or less than we would have because the sex was bad because we didn't have time for the yes. real emotion to grow and we went right to the sex yeah, emotion. Yeah. Do you I feel like, is that more present than it used to be with you? That kind of like, or are you able to have sex no, and sexual I, encounters without feeling that? No, I like the idea of, of like, you know, sort of like processing and that's the queer lady in me and sharing that even if we're not in a relationship, even if we're not going to be having sex on on a regular basis. I, I had sex um, with someone last year and it was fun, but then like they... They basically ushered me out the door right away, and it made we were friends, and it made the, the friendship kind of weird for a while. Yeah. I think that if we just slowed down a minute and just enjoyed the moment afterwards, even if we didn't have sex ever again, even if we didn't, even if it never even came up, we would at least have like a way to like emotionally come down to like a level and be able to communicate with each other instead of being like this weird thing mm-hmm. that happened between us and we didn't talk about anymore. Is that? Do you find that happens a lot with hookups, like in general? Because I do feel like people neglect the yeah. aftercare a little bit, and yeah, like that could that could definitely help the process of you know the kind of bad rap that hookups mm-hmm. or one night stands have is like yeah it might not turn into a relationship, which is it fine, but at least we could take care of each other. At least a little we, I I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I've had plenty of mediocre sex, and I've had plenty of sex that that you know neither of us came mm-hmm. because sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't count any of that as bad. The only ones I count as bad or awkward are the ones where we didn't come down together. Right. I think that absolutely needs to happen. Hooking up is fine. Uh, I'm going to quote another famous musician lady. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jenny Lewis says, a little bit of hooking up is good for the soul. Um, I would agree with that. I agree with that Mm -hmm. too. But you need to have the time. You just ground your body parts against each other. Right. Just, you know, hang out for like 
20 minutes and just make sure everyone's okay. Well, and I think the fact that the quote is, it's good for the soul. It's good for the soul. It's not, yeah. it's good for your genitals. Yes, exactly. And so if it's good for the soul, that means it also affects the soul, which means the soul needs a little bit of attention Absolutely. too. Even yeah. if it's not going to be marriage and a long-term relationship. Yeah. It's still, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in a relationship and we were talking about like how sex kind of changes when you're in a relationship and kind of becomes this more of like a either a habitual thing or something you have to plan and she was like I don't know what it is but even though like I enjoy sex whenever my boyfriend's like we're gonna have sex tonight or whatever she's like my body kind of has this reaction like seizes up a little and I was like you know it makes sense to me because we're basically being penetrated Mm -hmm. and that is a different experience than doing the penetrating. They're both emotional experiences. Absolutely, yeah. But even if you love the person, trust the person, know the person, your body is still going through a rather dramatic thing happening to Absolutely. it. Like we don't just walk around taking things into our body all the time. No, I mean, food, no, yes. But, but even food is an emotional experience, you know? Is. I don't yeah. rush my meals. So it's like kind of giving that the space it deserves. And it's, yes. you know... It's hard in this day and age, I think, that because everyone is like kind of, we're down for whatever, I'm having these hookups, that doesn't mean that you don't have to treat the person like a person. It doesn't mean you can't take care of their soul. It doesn't mean you can't take care of your own soul. Right. Um, I think that's very important. I think that's that's what we're missing. I love the fact that that men and women and, you know, non-binary people more and more are being able to explore their sexuality and being able to to have sex without shame. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, it's not just about the fucking. Life. Right. It's it really. It's being is. a person it after. Really, is being a person after. I I had sex with a guy the other night. Um, and before, because yeah, you don't want someone to just be like, oh. Yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 yeah. it's boring. Mm-hmm. Sex without without like connection connection yeah. is, is just boring. It's mm-hmm. really dull. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. He was a great lay. You. Did exactly what I told him to do, suggested that he do. He, he did exactly what I needed to feel good. And he was great. And we both came. And uh, it was such a great lay that I gave him a high five. <laughs> I like, yeah, dude. And we just high five each amazing. other. Spontaneously just high five each other. And it was because it was such a great moment that we weren't in a relationship. We weren't going to be in a relationship but it was just a spontaneous moment where, like, we came together, and it was like a, it was a cool thing. So, what do you do when you when you want to when you want to celebrate with your friend? You give him a high five. Totally. Did you talk about? Because you said he did everything you needed him to do, yeah. everything you wanted. Did you tell him, or he just happened to magically know? No, I told him, and I, I think I think that you know having a guy magically know, or anyone having magically know exactly what you want is kind of unrealistic. So do I. Yeah. Um, do you think it's easier, uh, in a way, for you because you've spent now the last few years of your life having to be incredibly open about yeah. who you are and put everything on the table do you think that trans that translates to being able to say what you want and need sexually yeah absolutely like once you do it a few times it gets really easy and like it's not about i'm not judging the guy i'm not saying he's bad at sex but like i need physically i need some things you know for it to work out correctly uh, we had tried to hook up like a couple of weeks ago and didn't work out hmm. so we tried again I'm like this is what this is what I need from you. And then he did it and it was fucking great. And like he, we sort of like communicated during it at the same time. Like as he was starting to fuck me, I was like, okay, a little slower, do this. You know, I'm, wow. I'm going to need a little bit of help here. And he did what I asked and it all worked out for everybody. And I think 
I think everyone needs to do that. I do too. I think it's almost like I'm stealing from Dan Tavid when I say this, but he, he always talks about how straight people, part of our problem with sex is that we've never had to talk about what we want and what we need. Cause we're like, well, we know this goes in here Mm -hmm. and we do that. And it's like, when you have something that is more abnormal or just not found every day where you have to talk about it. It's almost more helpful because it's like you have to talk about it. Whereas I think, right. you know, quote straight cis people are just like, well, we all we don't need to talk about. It. We yeah, both know how this we works. Really know how this and works it's like, right. but it doesn't work the same way for every person at no. all. And we all need different things, but we just haven't maybe had to do that in the same way. And I feel like that's almost a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah and like you know, cis women's bodies are different um, from other cis women. Like mm-hmm. totally. So they might have needs with. With what they have going on, that could be different from the lady down the street. Um, trans women definitely have different needs, and men have different needs. Like some men, they want to be touched in a certain way, and they haven't communicated. Right, that. and we're like, well, I know how a penis works, yeah. so I'll just do it. And yeah. it's like, maybe not. Maybe not everyone's does work that yeah. way. And he was the same way with me. He's like, okay, well, I need you to do this. I want you to do this, and then I did. He wanted to be, he wanted to be blown without hands. He he likes that sort wow. of thing. And like, it's all right. Feet. It's kind of a feat. Yeah, I agree. Your it's, neck it's, gets tired. It's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but it worked. It got him really excited. Wow. And that's how all of that happened. That's great. So I helped So him what's out. up he with this guy? Out. Why don't we want to date him? Not that you have to date every person you have no, sex with, but I, I'm just it's curious. Just, it's just not that kind of relationship. He He's not looking for um, a relationship. We we get along great sexually. Um, he's already dating someone else. Okay. They, they're well aware that, you know, he plays around on the side. If he were single and, you know, maybe. Yeah. But. Do you think that you ever kind of try to get out in front of the, they aren't really looking for it? Like, do you think you ever almost not sabotage, but kind of like assume you're, that they don't want something yeah. more long term? And so you don't let yourself kind of. I Feel would, that way or pursue that? I would, um, yeah, I definitely do that. And I, it's a little bit of like being guarded after having, you know, been in this lady world for a few years. Mm-hmm. And like the times that I've, I've been like not guarded, I've, it hasn't worked out and, you know, feelings get hurt. So I'm probably a little more guarded than I, sh- than I probably need to be right now. I, I do need to work on that. You know, it's like with this other guy, you know, yeah, I could look him up again. I, I, I'm softening on this whole issue during this conversation that we had here um mm-hmm. yeah i i i think the fact that i because when i was a man when I was, when I was living as a dude i was overweight i was withdrawn i was not someone that anyone really wanted to do anything with i was a geek and i was a movie nerd and like i never got like any like no one's ever really attracted to me it was very rare so when I would find, like, a woman that was into me, I would, like, want to, like, cling on to her really quickly. Mm-hmm. And now that, I, now that I am in, like, demand of people, it's the other way. Now everyone... Is attracted is to Is everyone you. attracted mm-hmm. to me, wants to bang, and now, but, like, I can't cling on to anybody because they keep coming at me. Right. So it's like, I need to find that balance. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'll work on. Yeah. Once things settle down. I mean, again, it's not a totally unique issue. It's coming from a unique place. But I, you know, I hear people a lot who have been hurt and it's totally understandable or rejected at a younger age for whatever reason. Right. Have a hard time accepting that someone could actually want them for real. And so instead of 
allowing themselves to be rejected, they try and get out in front of it and they sabotage themselves Mm -hmm. either by acting crazy with the person and just being like mad at the drop of a hat. And like as soon as they do something they don't like or that reminds them of another time or it's been a day since he texted and last time this happened to me, they disappeared. They'll kind of sabotage themselves and and it kind of comes through emotionally or they just pull away or they decide they don't like this person or whatever it is. They blow it up before the other person can. More of the pull away type. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's very astute um, of you to observe that. Yeah, I've definitely, I definitely do that Um, because I was hurt in my hetero relationships that I had, that I was a little bit desperate in getting into them because I felt I was going to die alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now that uh, I, you know, I've, I'm getting people that I'm attracted to attracted to me, but now I'm so like ready to dump them at the first sign of trouble because there's a line of them out the door. Right. Well, and some of them are fetishizing you in a way you don't like, and that's totally legit. And I think, you now just need your instincts are like so sharply yeah. honed that yeah. you could probably unhone them a little bit. I probably could open up a bit, yes. And I knowing that there's a line of people out the door, which there will be for some time, yeah. Even though it's scary to get hurt, and no one's going to say it's not, and none of us want to get hurt. First of all, predicting it doesn't really stop it. True. And yeah. second of all, if you do get hurt, there's still a line of people out the door, so yeah. it'll suck, and you might have to take a break for. A month or two or go hang out with your friends or whatever focus on your job but you'll get back out there it's not the last person that's ever going to be into you so i think you could probably afford to get hurt a couple times i think i could thank you yeah Yeah. it might be good for you and then it might also help you because i bet there's some great people too that you're kind of like i don't know that maybe you'd give more of a chance if you do kind of have some more um concrete emotional experiences where you get hurt and fucked up a little bit and then you'll I always tell people like you can't really appreciate a nice guy or a nice girl until you've been fucked with a couple times Absolutely, you know because then you're like I appreciate this and I don't want that drama I don't need that hard to get person I'm okay with the nice person who wants me yeah and you might be able to accept that a little bit more if you can okay put yourself in the way of harm a bit (laughs) Okay. Not real harm. No, I Not know real what harm. you mean. I know you know what, what I mean. mean. I know exactly what you mean. All right. I think just something to think about. I will. I will think about that. Thank you. I would just say if you meet someone that you like and you have a good connection with, I wouldn't assume for them or decide for them okay. anything. Even if it seems, a lot of people will be like, I, I think they're looking for casual or like, I know they're not looking yeah. for a relationship. And I'm like, truth be told, most men at least, I say, but a lot of people are looking for casual, are not looking for a relationship until they meet the person they want that with. Exactly, until they meet that person. So it's not going to always appear right on the surface. It might seem casual, it might seem like a hookup, and then guess what? A series of hookups turns into, I really like spending time with this person, as long as they're taking good care of you and being respectful. Okay. And responding to what you say you need. Well, thank you. Of course. I think, I mean, whatever you want is what you should have, and you deserve all of it, and you shouldn't feel like you can't ask for what it is that you want from the world, you know? Right. It just, but getting what you want does require a certain amount of listener question for today. Um, I have a lot of people asking me recently about red flags. Like, he planned our third date before our second date. Is that a red flag? 
he doesn't want to pay for a ticket to this show we're going to together. Is that a red flag? Is this a red flag? Is that a red flag? And to that, I say, we should be looking for green flags, not red flags. You will find red flags if you look for them, but they may not matter if you stick with them long enough because of their green flags. Yes, there are real red flags like um, he's still married or he cheated on his last four girlfriends or, you know, things like that. You know what a real red flag is, but looking for things to tip you off as to this person not being good enough for you, you're always going to find them. And like I've said before, and I'll say a million times more, people don't typically do what you want them to do or level up their lives until you show them that's what you want and teach them to do it. And they don't accept training and teaching until they have feelings about you. So trying to force someone into being what you want them to be before there's even any sort of relationship built up isn't gonna work. You do need to be clear about you, what you want and need, but you don't need to be looking for red flags, red alerts early on. Look for green flags. What do I like about this person? I know I enjoy hanging out with them. What do I like about it? What is working? What is cool about them? What is present in them that I am looking for in a partner? If you can start looking for the good things, they'll feel that. They'll feel that positive intent. They'll feel that you want them to succeed. They're going to live up to it. Their confidence is going to grow and they may fix the so-called red flags all by themselves. But if you're already on the lookout, they're going to feel that too and they're going to shy away and that's when you're not going to hear from them again and you're going to ask me why. So look for green flags, look for the positive. If the red flags are real red flags, they will still be there when it matters. One more tip unsolicited. Um, I have a show this week, shameless plug, all my single friends, 8.30 p.m. at the Copper Still on Thursday, May 16th. This is for the people who are always asking me, how do I meet people in real life? This is how. It is a really fun comedy show. You don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. You can just write down the people you are interested in and leave it with me. You can also meet me in person. You can come on stage and talk to me. I can analyze you by what your drink preference is. And it's just a good time had by all. We've had engagements. We've had makeouts. We've had friendships. We've had relationships. We've had a good time all around. So look us up, all my single friends, happening this week, Thursday, May 16th, 8.30 p.m. And uh, keep looking for those green flags. Okay. Putting yourself out there to yeah. not get what you want. Yeah. I think that in addition to everything that we've talked about, I have also had, I've also had some big time rejection either before transition or during my early transition uh, where my feet weren't really on the ground yet. Yeah. And now that I feel like I am myself, mm -hmm. I think that I can make myself vulnerable. Even though in the past, when I was either not the person that I wanted to be, or was in the process of becoming that person, I got hurt. It doesn't, and maybe I'll get hurt again, but at least I am right. this person. You are this person I'm fully now. this person now. Yeah. And you got hurt, but you're... Still here, you're still fucking, yeah. you're still having a sense I'm of humor, there. which yeah. is great. I also would say, like, be patient with yourself because you just moved here and you're not fully on the ground, like, with your oh, yeah. life and career. And yeah. that can help, too, is, like, as you're saying, once you feel stable with your career or your life, it's much yeah. easier to be vulnerable in another area, whereas right now you're vulnerable in your career and your life, so you're being stable in your sex life yeah. by just, like, enjoying it and not asking for more. Yeah, I, I, six yeah. months I'll have a day job that I'm comfortable with. I'll have my new hormone regimen doing what it's supposed to do. And I'll be fully into the into the arts community here. Yeah. So with all of that 
then you'll be ready of, then I'll be to ready. get a little thrown off your yes, center a little bit. You know, emotionally manipulated. Yeah, love yeah. it. <laughs> That's great. That's what we want. But I do think like it's going to happen, but you're also going to like meet really great people again. Yeah. And you just kind of have to be willing to let both happen. And as long as someone is respectful to you, if they seem like they just want casual, I mean, that can always change, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. You are so amazing. Much. Do you this... have any like parting thing you want to say, words of wisdom, tips, or yeah. questions for me? Anything. Usually when I go on, on a podcast that is like um, probably predominantly cisgender people listening and it's like a sexuality podcast, uh, I kind of give the same advice. People are a little little unsure of themselves they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings about pronouns or about gender identification what's non-binary what's all these other things we're pretty open if you have a question if you have a friend that is transitioning or is identifying as non-binary or is doing something that you don't fully understand question them respectfully respectfully being the operative word we're more than happy to like explain things a little bit if it means that we're going to get treated the way that we want to get treated. Not everyone is, is completely going to be run up to speed on... Because in the last 10 years, things have changed pretty mm-hmm. quickly to the, to, the, to the extent that most of the country went into open revolt and you know, elected a racist, <laughs> misogynist, uh, you know, homophobe mm-hmm. because they didn't understand what was going on, not just with gender and sexuality, but like in the, the world has changed mm-hmm. so quickly. Just... You know, engage in a dialogue, ask questions, be respectful, but, you know, learn. What's what we're here for? We're here to learn from each other. And I've heard you say, like, don't feel like you have to wear kid gloves. You don't want to be treated like a piece of glass. Yeah, exactly. Ask I, the questions respectfully, but ask but be them. A, but ask yeah. them. Be upfront, And don't assume. That's the, that's the worst thing is to make an assumption about someone because you're too afraid that asking the question will offend them more than the assumption. The assumption will always be more Always. Yes. Totally. I'm trying to think, I'm like, does that apply in like dating too? I'm sure, like, it I'm does. always encouraging honesty across the board is yeah. always going to be, whether it's that you have a question or something you need someone to know, yeah. you're always going to find out what you need to find out when you're honest about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. And just like the, like the story I was telling earlier, I had, a, I had a mediocre hookup with a guy because we didn't talk, and then I hooked up with the same guy. And we did talk, and it was the best sex I've had That's all amazing. year. What, so. a, what an inspirational story. <laughs> yeah. Did you tell him that like it was mediocre before, and now you needed to talk? Or were you just like, we're just going to talk? We're just going to talk. I, I didn't, I you mean, didn't have was, to rehash old wounds. We didn't have to rehash yeah. it. Like, like we, knew, we knew it wasn't satisfactory. We knew we were like, all right, we're going to try this again. We, cool. were, we were adults about I it. I love that. Yeah. Everyone should be adults about it and talk yeah, about absolutely. it if things don't work out. Sex is weird. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Love it. <laughs> That's very true. Um, whoa, the other thing I wanted to say yeah. is, so I always take a moment, matchmaking moment at the end of the episode oh, where I okay. sell you to my people. Absolutely. So I'd like to say that Gina Bloom's hilarious, beautiful, hot, tall, thank you, thank you. open, not pansexual, down ass motherfucker. Absolutely. Is there anything else specifically that you're looking for? Um, I'm open to uh, whatever the person identifies as, whatever they are. I just, I'm looking for, you know, someone that is, I don't know, it, you know, just be cool. Be cool. Just be cool. Uh, want to be open to having someone who's cool in your life. Maybe not, maybe not being looking to get married in like, a, like an X number of days or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, if you're cool with 
an unexpected, you know, situation, in, you know, in, in the pelvic region that maybe you're not totally used to. We're all expecting it we're at all this expect, point. And we're all expecting <laughs> it at this point. Um, I can tell you from experience, I've been with plenty of men that identify as straight. I've been with plenty of women, cis women, that have been curious. As long as everyone is cool and respectful, I have never not had a good time anyone and that goes for sex that goes for dating that goes for friendship and that goes um, for everyone it goes for everyone be yeah. cool and respectful be cool and respectful and talk about shit so if you if you're cool and respectful you know give me a holler that's awesome. all i gotta say i love that and tall is a bonus tall is a bonus <laughs> but, not a but not a requirement i i am i am six one heels so love um, hot and gina bloom is j-e-e-n-a-b-l-o-o-m on both Instagram and Twitter. On Gina Instagram Bloom. And Twitter, yes. Yes, love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Just the tip, a dating tip. I thought it was really great what Gina said about communication and talking to each other about what you want. And I think that goes for the whole sex aftercare thing too. If you're going to hook up with someone and it's not really in the relationship place yet, but you feel good about hooking up, you've already asked yourself, you know, like, am I a good, am I in a good emotional place to do this? Am I going to be okay if it doesn't turn into a relationship? I think you need to have a conversation before telling them what you need after. So say you can do it in like a cute, sexy, whatever, fun way of like, hey, I'm just going to let you know I require a cuddle after a hookup or I require a snack after a hookup or I'm going to need to lie here for 20 minutes and bask in the glory of my orgasm after you give it to me. So I think there are many, many ways to be direct and honest. I always think it's the way to go. And if you can preemptively do it with something you know you need, um, go ahead and do it. And if you don't know what you need, ask yourself, when has a hookup been enjoyable, even if it didn't turn into a relationship? When has it not been? What didn't feel good about that? And you don't have to have these conversations with your partner in a way that's like, hey, I really don't want to get hurt or because no one can guarantee you they're not going to hurt you at some point. In fact, if you're in a relationship with them, more likely you're going to get hurt at some point. So don't ask for that, but just tell them concrete, physical, emotional things that you need in order to feel good after a hookup. It's not going to freak them out. And if it does, bye, then you saved yourself the heartache of a hookup with someone who wasn't going to take good care of you. Um, Every sexual experience does something to you emotionally, physically, even if you're in it just for the hookup, it's going to do something to you. So know what you need to take care of yourself. If your thing is like, hey, after a hookup with someone, I have to leave you immediately and not look you in the eye, tell them that too, because they deserve to know and they might have needs of their own. And the more you can talk about these things beforehand, the more you will enjoy them during and after. Thank you to Miss Gina Bloom for joining us. We will be featuring her on our Single Crush Saturday, but feel free to look her up on Instagram. That's J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. She is wonderful, and I'm sure she's in shows all around the city. Thank you to my beautiful producer, Chris Bartolucci. Thank you to all of you for listening. Remember to rate and review. That's fun. Thank you to Melissa Gruen. And thank you most of all for making dating fun. And I will see you at all my single friends this week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.